happening good fighters coming to you live with a whole lot of connection intention and purpose dr nash stopko dr gates mayor coming to you live from grand rapids michigan we have a super special guest today soon to be dr tatiana mark coming to us live from marietta georgia Tati, yes. how are you doing amazing today um it's beautiful um i went for a walk this morning barefoot neighborhood and Got to meet some neighbors and just get connected. So, good day. Awesome. How about? It's a good morning right there. Dang, for sure. Uh, <laughs> starting the morning with some grounding and walking. I mean, I don't know if there's a better, uh, better way to start your day. I love the even just, you know, meeting some like talking with some of your neighbors and stuff. Not that that's where uh, I thought this conversation would go, right? But since you brought it up, I think that's <laughs> something that not a lot, not enough people do is like genuinely meet and connect with their neighbors even mm-hmm. if you don't like you don't have to have like a big extrovert persona but just getting that feel for the people around you and feeling that community vibe is something mm-hmm. that's definitely not been emphasized more recently in like our culture of moving more away from like the permanent putting roots down into a certain area people are just so like pick, pick up and go that they just don't feel like they need to you know spend the energy to connect with people around them. But I think that's super important that it really helps other people feel grounded, even though they're not in our, uh, maybe not from like coming from our state of mind with groundedness, but I think it's something that we can really help provide to people around us as chiropractors that we can help them feel grounded just by helping them feel seen and literally just addressing them by their name. Like, Hey, Mark, or Hey, Julia or Rodrigo, (laughs) how are you doing today? You know, I think that's awesome. Like, if I were to have seen the person that lived right next to my house at the grocery store, I would not have known my neighbor. Like, I didn't even know what my neighbors looked like. And so, Mm. I don't know. That was always kind of weird to me. So, I'm going to try and and just connect and be like, hey, I'm a chiropractor. What do you do? Let's bring a community together. And I think that's what chiropractic is so good at. Yeah. Is getting a community together and getting connection like that's what it's about it's connection right i think even with that you can feel more like at home so much faster right i know like with our neighborhood where we're at right now we've been there almost two years and not a lot of people are like friendly enough to say hi i always try to make a point of that but other places we lived people were more friendly like that we'd have more genuine conversations and i always felt more at home in those places didn't matter if it was downport iowa ohio just made such a big difference and then we can all support each other, you know, like that old fashioned, hey, let me go borrow a spoonful of sugar from the neighbors. <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the last two years, it's been such a disconnect. So to, it's really a good opportunity to get that connection back for a lot of people that don't always have opportunities. Or maybe it takes them out of their comfort zone a little bit, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. One thing I really loved, and again, I always talk about Dr. Nathan because he's such a huge mentor for me. Um, but one thing he talked about, especially when it comes to, you know, introducing yourself or getting into a new community, I know you're going to be graduating soon is you can kind of crack people open a little bit more 
by introducing yourself, not necessarily as a chiropractor, but hi, I, you know, let's say it's a networking event, right? And the way he described it, which I thought was beautiful is um, people ask what you do. Oh, I facilitate people introducing adaptability into the nervous system. Sounds very interesting. You know, oh, how, how do, you do you do that? Exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm a chiropractor. Or you can dive a little bit, you know, and go into another direction and lead into chiropractor later. But I always think that's a really cool opportunity that we have that we can really even just help expand the scope of what people think is chiropractic in like 20 seconds of conversation with somebody we've never met before. Instead of going into the left side brain of, oh, yeah, it's about you know, you have a spinal cord and there's nerves and they get pinched and they go to like this organ. No, nobody wants to hear that. What they want to know is that that I'm a parent and children feel more like themselves and able to just live their best lives. And when you do that, it's just, it's more inviting and people just want to naturally ask what you do. and, And instead of just like, word vomiting on them you could go into how you can possibly help them in their journey and ask what they do and tailor the conversation towards maybe their occupation like oh you're a i don't know give me an occupation go uh you know an occupation i mean i would even say not even i mean i think it's really important but really what what do people get fulfillment and mm-hmm. finding you know even trying to read that a little bit more and be receptive to what they like get fulfillment out of So, yeah, I mean, I think some people love their jobs, but I think more times than not, they're just doing it for money. Right. To them, it's just an ends to me, means to an end. I think you set the tone, though, too, to be of service when you have your conversation like that. And that's not uh, something that's very common. Like Dr. Nash just said, most people are doing it for money. Mm -hmm. And we're in the, the, most of us, at least, are in this occupation to serve, and it extends beyond just the job. It extends into our livelihood. Yeah. Because it's not even what it's not about the money. It's like, what is the money for? Oh, so they can provide for their family. Why do they right. want to provide for their family? So they can feel like they're they're supporting their child that they love. It goes so much deeper, and we, as chiropractors, get the opportunity to make people realize that you're not just doing a nine to five to make money. No, you're doing a nine to five to make money so that you can be the best you you can be for your family and support them, and. So when we go and we're listening to their system and tuning them up, we're like, Oh, this isn't for pain. It's Mm. for you to be the best mom, dad, sister, whoever you need to be. And when we link those, it just makes so much more sense. And people get it. That's, that's a missing link for so many people that they're just like, I, they inherently want it, but they don't know where to go to, to find it. But the cool thing is we get to help them look inward because it's not anything that they're missing it's right yeah. here. And it's not anything that um, we need to add in other than just open up. So that's really great. I wanted to touch base on it because you're wearing such an amazing shirt. Mm. Um, super new shirts, amazing shirts. Gase, I don't know if you got a chance to read them, but they're, yeah. they're dope. Um, Solid. Yeah. When it comes to chiropractic, it's something that really gets overlooked a lot is your intention behind what you're, what you're able to do. And, you know, when it comes to when we're serving people, it's coming from us, not, or through us, not from us. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Can you speak a little bit on what ground center open your heart, how that, how that's relevant to you, Tati, and really how that's kind of changed your perspective with chiropractic? Absolutely. So yeah, it, it doesn't come from me. That's like me doing something to you instead of us doing it together as a dance. And I'm not just leading. I'm also following. It's a balance between them and ground center open your heart it just means like forgetting about what was going on yesterday and what I have to do later when I get out or tomorrow it's being present being where my feet are and centering just you know there's the ground there's the sky there's all four dimensions Dr. Susan Rossi talks about the cube Mm -hmm. And this is how you find your center. Oh, I love it. So the cube. Save that for later. I want to talk about the cube. <laughs> love the cube. I love the cube. But you find your center in the center of the cube. And then in order to open your heart, Dr. Um, Arnaud Bernier says that there's six ways of opening your heart, which is the death of a loved one, birth of a loved one, epiphany in nature at a concert falling in love and falling out of love. And for me, um, a great tool, a great image that I go back to is just my three-year-old nephew, Zane. And he just like rested his forehead onto mine and we looked into each other's eyes and we just had the greatest moment together of like, we are one. And then I'm ready. Like my heart is cracked wide open and I can butterfly kiss to the calves with my hands and greet their system. And I'm just ready to listen to them and serve them with all the love in my heart instead of let me find what's wrong with you. And then let me just attack that and make you aware of that. What I tell people all the time is like, I'm going to see what's flowing and where we can add more flow because I'm trying to find what's right. And, and I want you to focus on what's right too. And I think people are kind of getting that. It's cool to see a big shift in the practice where I'm serving right now. People are just more participant, participating mm -hmm. in their care instead of just laying down and boom, boom. Like, no, move with me. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I don't know if this is, if this was relevant to you, but my, um, my opening my heart has changed through time on what's cracking me open more or uh, how, how more, you know, how profound I can get with that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really important too, is just being aware that it's okay to have, like I said, like we were talking about before we got on the call is uh, go where you're pulled. So if I'm pulled to something like a connection point in my life that I'm like, um, even if it is, you know, coming from a place of, Mine, for instance, was when my grandma passed away this this year with my dad, mm -hmm. and um, there was a really um, the the moment of connection was something that, like you said before, we are one. That it's you know it was, had to be super present for him because he's one of those types of people that just always is take care of everybody else and then me. So, um, but it, it, and it's it's a transition, right? You know, we view it in such a negative light sometimes transitioning from life to the afterlife but um it's it's not a negative for me that that 
that day of connection that I really had to, with my dad in that way. So uh, it's a really one of my greatest assets. And again, come finding different um, gifts in the light of things that might not be that way. So I just wanted to kind of share that a little bit because that that is something that uh, having your own moment isn't, it's not like it has to be, it doesn't always have to seem like it's something super, super positive at the time, but it just let it kind of pull you and you can find the positives. For sure. So with you being a student at life, there's a lot of really amazing things about life that not necessarily everybody knows. Um, I think Dr. Sid Williams is probably one of the, I think it's a little bit of a crime. He's one of the greatest kept secrets in chiropractic. Like, I just don't think he's talked about enough. I don't think he's, uh, especially at Palmer. I didn't hear about him until I was like probably halfway through the curriculum. And I think I was on the doorstep of starting MLS. Um, I mean, you hear about him, but it's more in that negative light. I mean, it's just like from the stuff. It's not as like you read lasting purpose. Dang you wish I would read that in first try. Right. I think it's, I was saying, I think it's crazy that you guys don't have that like on deck at the bookstore life. I think like, Yes, it was a hard it's to find. Target life. <laughs> um, They've like started throwing out some good gems, like all of Arno's um, assembly talks. You can't find them anymore, but Doctor Doctor Nathan Garowitz has them. So oh, cool! They're, they're somewhere. <laughs> but what I, what I was getting around to that is with Doctor Sid. Um, he talks. Of, I mean one of the things that I picked up are, and it's not like it's anything new to, to you guys, but uh, hearing stories about him walking on the, on the beach and just, con- you know, having those affirmations of I am love, I am love. And it was in, I'm trying to remember what book I was reading recently, but I can't remember exactly which book it might've been uh, think and grow rich, but I, I could be off on that. But in it, he talks about incantations and, having a little bit more of an intention behind, behind just verbalizing something, right. truly trying to bring something forth um, and trying to manifest more out of what you're saying. I was curious on, do you have any affirmations? What, is, what does that look like for you? Does that hit home? You know, love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were talking about before my current home is getting put on the market um that i rent from so i'm i'm looking for a new home and instead of just being like oh i'm gonna find a new home gonna find a new home no like my partner and i will sit together like open palms and we will actively visualize and feel our bodies walking in like we see the steps, we see the home and not only with our home, but we do this for our, our future practice that we're going to be opening too. Like, what does it smell like? What is it? What are, what sounds are you hearing? How bright is it? Every single little detail that can make it feel even more realistic and put the energy into building that image and that visualization. Um, Arno's always talking about visualization is key. And even Deegan's, if you, if you shoot, if you're not seeing it and you shoot for nothing, you'll hit it every time. And so that's why visualizing is super, super key in manifesting. 
um, and totally embodying that, that like, even that tactile feeling of it, like, what, what do you want? And not just saying it, but feeling, feeling it in the heart and, and seeing it. That's what I use, at least. Oh, no, I love it. Gates, I know you've been doing uh, a lot of visualization recently, and probably at yeah. least last 35 days, right? Or <laughs> right. 30, 41 days. So mm-hmm. uh, do you want to touch a little bit on what that's been for you, too? Yeah, I like what you were talking about, the tactile, even the smells and all that kind of stuff. I know that when I first started utilizing that more, I was from Dr. James Sigafus, and he discusses that in one of his talks. And, and I... When we first opened up, I would do that all the time in order to picture myself, okay, you know, if I have a very, very full day, what is it actually going to be like? And it has made my full days now that I have that much easier and that much more fulfilling to know, okay, this isn't my first go around. This. You know, like I've, I've, I've been through this. I know what's going on. It smells how I thought it would smell. It feels how I thought it would feel. And even now just visualizing the certain things of going through practice, you know, I told Dr. Nash this a lot when we were visualizing is for, for phase one of the live hard program. It's just been like, you know, just sitting back and picturing what you want, just like you said, and, you know, to touch on some points earlier, it helps you to be more grounded, helps you to be more centered. And then when I do have an actual patient for me, open my heart that much more. And I'm able to be in that space um, and center a lot quicker despite whatever might be going on around me, right? Um, And when we were going through these past, you know, 41 days or whatever, like Dr. Nash said, I did a lot of visualization on the future practice and what I would want it to be like. Like this is beginning stages where we're at now. And what do I want it to ultimately be like? Um, and when I was going through that, there was so many times that I would envision just that feeling. And I think that was well, a lot, took me a while to get to, um, not just like you said, being there, but like, how do I feel in that moment? Mm -hmm. And in almost like an an alternate reality kind of thing that it's actually happening in that time space, which sounds really like tinfoil hat, but (laughs) which we're all about here anyway. So, but I don't know. It. I have felt my days more fulfilled when I do that and when I can keep centered on that, no matter what happens, positive, negative, I'm able to get to that next level a lot quicker. Thank you. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, emotion is powerful. So it's like, mm-hmm. how are you going to feel? And then being okay with the fact that it, it's the vision is alive, so it's going to shape shift and it's going to change, and that's okay. right. right. I have a question about how do you feel? I know some people are like, "Don't share your manifestation." They like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> how do you feel about sharing what your goals are? What like what your practice is going to look like with people, and and do that. So this is for both of us or mostly both of you. Okay. So for me, uh, and I'm Gates, I'm sure you're probably kind of similar boat with this. Maybe not. Maybe you're completely opposite. doesn't matter. Um, but for me, I think it really adds a whole nother level of, um, 
shifting it from the ethereal to from like the um, from the more into the manifestation to the more actual physical reality and holds accountability not just to yourself or to other people around you but also to your day-to-day actions it just makes it more real even more real when you share that with other people because i i think that's a big component that if it just stays in your headspace uh, it's less on the it's less on the creation uh, frequency for not just yourself but for the universe so when you speak it into existence it, that's more than just using your words with yourself it's with other people because our our minds our brains the organ are like an antenna but it's a two-way so as much as we're receiving we're putting out and if we're putting out and we recruit other antennas to also put out our vision you know i feel like that's amplification of, yeah. of, our, of our dream and our vision um, like you talked more about emotion before and i think that's the the catalyst towards what our dreams are what our what what our intentions are because when we infuse our our dreams our our visualizations with emotion that is really when we get start we really start to get connected into that soul power that we all have and that that infinite source of of manifestation that uh we talk about the cube we can get into that a little bit but that front part of the cube man that's how we can kind of bring that more into what we want it to be mm-hmm. that's kind of how my my thought process on sharing manifestations sharing visions sharing dreams of the planet yeah i would definitely agree and i think when you ask that question, the first two words that kind of pop into my mind are authenticity and accountability. And not only because you're trying to strive to be your more authentic self and what you're trying to visualize and create, but the accountability that when you do share, like when I talk to Dr. Nash about things that I'm visualizing, visualizing, if that never happens, or if I'm not consistently on the path to get there, I should hope that he should would be like, yo, it's bro, what are you doing? Like, are you still about this? Or like, are you kind of losing your touch a bit? And as a community, I think if we're able to share our visualizations more with one another um, in, in a form of accountability, that's not going to be like harsh in judgment, but in terms of, hey, I want to see you succeed. I want to see your dreams, your realities come to fruition so you can feel more fulfilled. And I, I would expect that the same as Dr. Nash you know, wanting that for me. And I want that for him and for you too, as well. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where we can get there a lot faster if we're able to have that kind of accountability and people can pick us up when we, we do have those down moments where maybe we're losing a little bit of faith for whatever reason. So I see it definitely as being mutually beneficial. Like where can I help you to succeed more? And it's just with being that accountability partner in that mirror, or maybe it's just being like, Hey, I know this person, I could get you connected. And now exactly. we start just making strides because we've got yeah. more power going towards it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Initiative, you know, uh, it's not the perfect saying, but I think it's some, it's relevant sometimes, but closed mouths don't get fed, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. In a way, you got to be able to, to speak your truth and, 
be willing and open to because in order to receive you got to ask mm. so uh, i think that's a component that's too as well people want to help yeah and that people aren't going to tell you oh you can't do that that's no and if they are then then you're just that's te- that's a test in a way like do you really want it yeah um, you always feel the most resistance right before you break through um and the more you start feeling that and it's on something that you, your heart's dead set on, or it's a dream or vision that you have, just know that you are on the, the precipice of actually making that happen. Mm. So when you feel that resistance, that's when you really want to just keep pushing even harder because you're mm-hmm. that close. And in the grand scheme of your life, that might seem like a, a month, might seem like a year or two, mm-hmm. but um that's that that's just ultimately comes down to making sure you have that perspective on what you felt like nothing yep (laughs) (laughs) i think Um, extending that to to like your patients and stuff is a big deal and those that you come into contact with like i always talk to my patients on the table and you want to set them up for success that can extend beyond that too and the more you pervade that and we're never meant to keep everything to ourselves that's not how human beings work, right? So the more we are able to do that and share, I think that should always be the goal. So when it comes to my next question, we kind of talked about the cube early, Tati. Um, I think that's that was a new concept for me. I, I took a boundaries class with Dr. Nathan back in December. Cool. And it was... I feel like people inherently, maybe, I don't know, what your background is, every once in a while you'll hear a little bit about, um, not necessarily the cube cube uh, idea, but maybe more like the square. You know, dimensionally, it's not quite all there. Um, but one of the cool things I, that, one of my favorite takeaways from that was was the the idea of, or the, I don't know, downloading of, from my own, like, uh, perception of the cube mm-hmm. and i was curious if you wanted to tell us a little bit about your experience because I, I take you've taken classes with susan rossi herself i'd love to hear about that um love to hear about <laughs> your work with boundaries and diving a little bit more into your experiences or i mean boundaries are a process <laughs> <laughs> for sure such as uh, chiropractors Constantly getting knocked down, put back up, trying to figure it out, and um, especially with the parents. But um, yeah, so it's it's not always easy to know when to have boundaries and know if they're healthy or, um, and then that's also boundaries with the self. And not just others, thinking about what the thoughts are that we have in our mind and and acknowledging them like, oh, wow, you are spending way too much time reflecting on something that happened yesterday that you're not super content with. Like that is a boundary that I'm going to set up with myself now. And that's like the back of the box boundary is the past. It's like, okay, no more stressing about that. Um. What else? Part three boards. I find out if no, I find out that I passed. There you go. There you go. Weekend, and instead of 
the front of the cube worrying about I gotta start studying for part four I gotta start planning for my practice like it's all gonna come no lack mindset and setting that boundary with the front cube for myself and then yeah those are the two main ones that I really struggle with is like front and back like taking things personally that I do and say to myself with my own self-talk and then Mm -hmm. parents and friends and mentors and it and it's just like picking and choosing threading through what what benefits me and then what do I want to say thank you and let go of that I got to learn from and then just pulling back the layers of what I'm not because I'm not this body and I'm not this mind and we're, we're, we're everything and nothing. Right. So it's all a choice. Do I choose to be right here and say like, you know what? Yesterday was, it was good this morning, even like it doesn't even matter because I'm right here and I'm with you and, and we're having this conversation right now. And when I took the boundaries class, I thought it would be more of like how to set physical boundaries with like your clients that you get to serve in the practice. Um, and then I, I got there and I was like, Oh, it's more about like bound, like energetic, uh, boundaries. And Susan Rossi went into like these wings that we can expand and we can change the, the thickness of the wings to protect ourselves. It's like, okay, this is a little different than what I was expecting. And there's so many layers to it and you can, there's so many layers to everything, the human being, the human body, um, physical, it goes in and in and in, but then it, there's even subtle layers that come out to it. Yeah. And you want to protect all of it. We want to protect this body. We want to protect our, our energy, but then to a point, because once we put up walls, once we put up these, boundaries it's safe but we might not have i don't know we're always growing we're always learning i, I think with yeah and i don't i'm hope i'm not cutting you off um, mm-hmm. i just wanted to touch base on kind of what you said there a little about safety um i think safety is something that a lot of people value but a lot of time we have to sacrifice freedom for safety or or liberation for safety. And that's, that's a huge component to it. Um, that it is a, it is a dance between those, you know, because both have their, their own pros and cons and in a way they are one in the same, but that was one of my greatest takeaways is figuring out I had, you know, we each have our own history and I had mine that I created a lot of, a lot of, uh, I, the way I view it is more like opaqueness. Right. Mm-hmm. I like, I got really like cloudy, almost kind of like a, those, those, I, I, my visualization process was crazy clear window. Can't see through it or like, can't even notice there almost like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Almost like a saran wrap or something. Right. And then the other one would be like a, one of those like really thick bathroom windows that are like three inches thick that you can't see through or whatever. I mean, that's just my visualization process for it. Mm-hmm. 
but um, that was one of my one of my favorite things about the entire process as well was figuring out how can I practice this and be able to be fluid, be like water between safety, freedom, um, open, close isn't the right word, but protected. I would say open, protected, open, protected. And balance. Balance, absolutely. And finding a center, center of the cube. I don't think it's it's very, it's more common for people to have front and back cube issues. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to top and bottom, the bottom is somebody who's super, super grounded, almost like agnostic type people. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that are people who have a really open, open mind. Yes. They like float all over the place. You know, they have a hard time connecting back to uh, where we are here. And like, it, like it always comes back down to his balance. Spiritual beings. Yes. And we need, we love them. And we need all of them. With your process of, of boundaries, what are you doing to balance those? The, the, the root and, and the crown. Mm, cool. Um, yeah. So growing up, um, my dad, super atheist. My mom, super religious. Mm. Even though my dad um, did not believe in anything spiritual he was like the only one that controls me is me like i am i have full power like uh he technically um is jewish like his his lineage is jewish and so my mom being religious wanted us to practice both all of like christmas and hanukkah and all of the um rosh hashanah all the jewish holidays even though she wasn't jewish and she just wanted us to feel connected to that spiritual root. And my dad used to tell me all religion is brainwashing. Don't believe it. And um, then I became a yoga instructor and I would cringe at the word God. And then one day my yoga instructor told me, you can change the word God for universe. And I was like, okay, the universe is all knowing and controls like, and I was like, okay, that actually does make sense. Wait a second. It's not this like big, scary man in the sky. Right. And I was like, whoa. And then it made me start realizing my dad's saying that like all religion is brainwashing me. And I was like kind of what he was doing to me. Maybe it's his balance. Maybe it is. And so throughout, and I thought yoga was just like moving your body in positions. I didn't realize that it was spiritual. And then same with chiropractic. I thought chiropractic was just moving bones. And I didn't realize that we're more than just a bag of bones. We are human souls with, with so much more potential than we could ever even imagine. So this whole journey through yoga and then chiropractic and and like this whole path has just been leading me to realize that yes there is there is a universal power that is constantly giving to you know the first promise there's universal intelligence and all matter continuously giving to 
uh, all of life, its properties and intelligence thus maintaining it in existence. And I truly believe that. And I truly understand what that means now. Um, and we can get all up there, but if we don't tie ourselves down and we don't drill that deep well into the core and have that other side of that visualization, um, it's just, we need the balance. Mm -hmm. And what I personally like to do is just like lift up my toes, spread them wide and dig them into the earth. And I feel grounded. Um, and that's like the physical sense. Um, the first chakra is our, is our ground. It's the earth element. Our first chakra is the sacral plexus. It's um, our connection to our tribe, to our family. It's what we're born into. It's what we learn first because we're born into a family and we get to know our tribe and that is our ground. And as we develop, we start to develop the next chakras. So the second chakra is our water and it's our, we start connecting to other people. We make friends in elementary school. And then our third chakra is our power, our solar plexus, connection to ourself. And so that's like teenager. We're like, yeah, I'm figuring out who I am. And now that I'm a 26 year old, I'm like, okay, we were getting through our heart. I'm like, cool, finally getting out of college and school. And I'm finally reaching this crown of connection and figuring out there is a universal intelligence and there is something that's greater than all of us that connects us and, and animates this living world we get to live in. But it took me a really long time to get there. But that's okay. <laughs> like, I think that we all have this path. And it's going to take some of us faster to reach there. And it's going to take some of us maybe a few lifetimes. Mm -hmm. But it's the balance and it's the learning and connection between all three to fully clear the kundalini channels and rise up. I know that went into lots of different realms, but. <laughs> That's okay. That's, that, was, uh, that was really good. Thank also. you. Also, like, I was anticipating and hopeful it'd go that way. So that was perfect. That was awesome. Nice. Gates, have you had any, um, I don't know, tell me a little bit, tell, tell us a little bit more about your experience. I know you've been working a little bit more on your own uh, meditation and your own uh, connection with God. What, what does that look like for you, brother? you might be muted. Classic. Um, well, while we're waiting for Gates, just a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. One thing I was also going to ask you about is because our, our three pillars are connection, intention, and purpose. Purpose for you. Where, where does your purpose fall? Ah, <sighs> Well, I can directly just say it's it to help people see the beauty in life now. But that's like my go-to phrase in a way. Mm -hmm. For sure. <laughs> um, 
what is my my purpose? It's just to help people see that we're all one. And it's not a competition. We're all here to uplift and to be present. And and it's not a race of any any sort. And it's it's just to experience. Mm. And we kind of get lost with that sometimes. Stuff we have to do. It's all a choice. And the more that we get to just reflect on how well we're doing and look at the positive stuff, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We got this. We support each other throughout. So that's kind of where I went. Love it. Gates, are, are we back live with you? Are we? Yes, we are. Can you hear me? Ah, okay. Because, cool. like, it didn't show that I was muted. It was really I know, it did. It was weird. <laughs> um, can you ask your question again, Dr. Nash? I just want to yeah. make sure I'm clear. Just wanted to get a little bit of your thoughts and feelings on what it is to, you know, what your meditation process looks like and really kind of yeah. developing your connection with God, um, really kind of cultivating that for yourself. What's that look like? Yeah. Um, this is one thing that I have found to be kind of more at the forefront uh, that's been interesting for me to kind of dive into is I always felt like it was almost, I guess it was almost flipped from Tatiana's story was I, I always felt like I had this natural inclination that there's a universal intelligence, that there's a God. And like, I've, I personally have never felt the need to question that. Um, at least in like a like a not healthy type of way, you know, question in a way of like, okay, how does this fit into the world today that we see it as realistically? Um, and I don't know if that if there's something in particular in my upbringing that was part of that or not. But for me, as I move forward and having that as like kind of my baseline, now I now I kind of go into the things that I experience into my daily living in terms of, okay, I, I, I know this to be true. There's a universe, universal intelligence. There's a God, not him, but I know that I'm deeply connected with him because of the way he made. Um, and with that, you know, how else can I extend that out to other people? Because I see a lot of people that maybe are more struggling with, to know, where they fit into this life or where they fit into um, trusting their body or trusting their mentality or trusting, um, you know, it could be any component of being a human being of today's world and letting them kind of be able to experience and um, be influenced, but not like you said, Tatiana, not in like a brainwashing kind of way, but just to be like, guys, listen, like you guys can do some crazy cool stuff with who you are as an individual. And I want people to recognize that. And, but I think part of that too, is in my meditation and my connection with God is, is really expanding those limits in terms of like, okay, I know that in myself, I already have like a, a connection that I've felt from the beginning of, uh, that I can remember, but how can I further my experience with that and deepen my experience with that and then share that with other people. So 
mentioning that with with my meditation practices, my breathwork practices, I think that that's something that I myself have had to cultivate and it builds on to what I've already started with, which has been really cool. And so now I'm able to take that to people and be like, hey, I know I started maybe maybe here at the top, but these are things that allow me to move deeper into that realm too and to get further so that now now I you know am solid and there's a reason for that not just because I just assume that this is the way it is but because I've actually cultivated it now and I can share that with other individuals too so whenever I move forward with that with whether it's meditation breath work movement I want people to recognize first and foremost that there's a powerful God we're made in power and you can say universal intelligence, you know, to me, the, the same thing. But um, I, I more than anything want to continue to cultivate that and what I can bring with my connection, intention and purpose in that. So does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I want I, I, I more than anything want that for other people and whatever I can do to cultivate that more in my life and share that with them. That that's a big goal. Mm-hmm. Breathwork is a very powerful thing that. Yeah, that it really is. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have learned more of it sooner um, because of just how to, oh, like we talked about getting the center. It's me to center faster. Yeah, for sure. Gets me in the mind state faster to be able to connect more. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, oh. it's a tool that everybody has that it, you can instantly change your state. It's free. Free. 100% free. <laughs> free night. Free now, it makes you feel God, more free. I hope it stays that way. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah, for real. Um, I, I mean, one thing that we talk about here on the Good Fires podcast, too, is the systems that we have in place and how can we start to influence those systems more. And I think one of those, I mean, beyond just conversation, which I really appreciate about MLS club and you guys is you're getting really inclusive, creating a separate system curriculum outside of what's dictated by school. A needed one. A needed one. Now I think that there's a bit of a hierarchy when it comes to vitalistic, holistic chiropractic schools. Now, I think that that craving is still there for a lot of people. Like I've met an amazing, I met, I met, I've met amazing chiropractors that went to NYCC. And that might mm-hmm. be one of the most mechanistic schools of all. But in your opinion, Tati, how do you think we can further permeate the vitalistic, holistic message into some of these other schools? I think it's just by being fully authentic in ourselves. For sure. And traveling, like just going there, showing up, showing up mm-hmm. and being ourselves and getting that message out there. I know uh, Dr. Sally, I think she just graduated from Pfizer. Mm. She was, she was MLS and, and sending that message there just by being herself and getting connected with us and, going to inner winners with the Ribleys and um, the Hants. And um, it's just, start, it starts with the self, right? It always does. And not looking down at the other schools for 
their mechanistic mindsets and not telling them that they're wrong, but just showing them, hey, look, there's another way. And it's it's kind of nice in these waters. You want to try it? Yeah. And if it's not, I'm not going to judge you for that either. But I quite like it. You might. <laughs> for sure. Um, you, can you backtrack? I want to hear your thoughts on too, why, why that vitalistic nature is so important though too. You know, like the, the, the precursor to getting into their schools, why it is important for them to, in your opinion. It's just the laws of life and nature. Like Hello. we are moving, breathing, flowing beings. And we're energy. I mean, BJ Parr was a, a magnetic healer. That's just energy. What is chiropractic if it's not about energy and, and using these to feel? These are like the most high-tech equipment there ever was. And when we just look at an x-ray and say, hey, that bone there could be moved there. And then it, it, I think we could line up those spinous processes. And if I just put this like force right there, it'll heal. And it does work. Don't get me wrong. It all works and people get better. But Arnaud Bernier says, if I take all these vertebrae and I line them up, so perfectly put all the spinuses in a row and make sure they're all stacked and then i look down the canal i can't even see through it because everybody is unique every sure. system is unique it's and not dynamic either yeah it's not dynamic we are flowing so if we can listen to the body in its flow in its natural state of movement and and breath and not just have them laying um you can just get a better a listen and and that's all chiropractic is it's it's listening Mm -hmm. we're not trying to find what's wrong i'm not searching i'm just listening and once we can kind of see that this is a human being on the table that has a life and we can ground center all of our heart. I don't know. I just, it feels more aligned with me. And therefore, I want to give that to people. But if it feels better to Nancy to just have her body rotated and, you know, cool, do it. But for my path, that's what aligns and that what that's what feels right in my body, in my system when I receive that kind of care. Um, but those schools are doing their best. Yeah. And those sure. students are doing their best with what they know. And there are some really good, good mentors out there. Dr. Um, Stein, Dr. Todd Stein graduated from uh nycc and he is one of the sickest network spinal docs i've ever met he went to his undergrad in cornell university so you know he is like left brain smart yes yes mystic school which is even more brain smart and now he's out there like 
doing some cool work, it, it's going to go where it needs to go. And it's going to reach who it needs to reach because we're all on our path. And we just need to trust that it's going to, it's, it's growing. People want to get connected. People want to do the breath work. It's growing. People are getting to the point now where they can't stay quiet about it. Inevitable. I think that's a good word for it. Uh, life, it demands to be expressed. Yeah. It, it you, you can't handle that. Right. Uh, by design. It, you know, so many natural, beautiful examples, like flowers coming through concrete, right? Like it's just, it's natural. It, it's, it's a part of what life is is designed to do so uh, i i love that and i want to end it on just one little thing that i really loved from a recent guest we had with dr mo i thought her purpose really fits really well with what you were saying and her purpose was easing the path and i i would say that resonated profoundly with me and i think with what you were saying today that, that hits home too um, Gates, do you have anything else for Tati before we wrap up today? Um, maybe not specifically for her, for her, but what I see in her, and just what who she what she embodies. I guess I really love just the spirit that you brought to this podcast, allowing us to think of. I think just like Dr. Nash, that's almost this like this ease. Like I feel feel good just by your your presence here today. And just what you bring to the podcast and, and to today's show, I feel like um, almost like this very nurturing energy, nurturing spirit. And I just appreciate that for today. Thank you. Thank you. Peace and ease is where it's at, right? <laughs> <laughs> this can. Oh, I would echo that a thousand percent. Really fun. This is my first ever jam. Well, hey, there we go. Well, welcome, world, because this isn't going to be the last one and uh, going to set the world on fire. We 100% appreciate you. Um, now, for some of our listeners on the podcast, where can they find and connect with you, whether it be social media or whatever method, if you prefer uh, physical mail, message in a bottle, how does that look? <laughs> Definitely message in a bottle. Owls? Uh, owls, I've heard before. Carrier <laughs> pigeons. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is healing with Tati T T I, and I have a new Instagram which is B One Chiropractic, all spelled out B E O N E, and that is the new practice with Dr. Nicholas Portalisi, and it's coming soon. Beautiful. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and for all the other listeners, for. Uh, the Good Fighters podcast, you know how to find Dr. Gates and myself. Dr. Gates is at GatesMayor underscore DC. Uh, you can find me at DC underscore Nash underscore T and at our Good, our good Fighters podcast at the underscore good underscore fight underscore ers. And if any of y'all are out there getting those rounds in, tag us. We'd love to hear about them and we appreciate y'all. Go get it. <laughs>